Heavenly Father, thank you for this beautiful day, for the sunshine that you pour into our lives. We just thank you that we can come together before you, and we invite your Holy Spirit again into our lives today. Come fill us, and let us be seasoned with grace. Let everything we say and do reflect you. And Father, help us to keep you ever on our minds today and to consecrate our hearts, our lives, entirely and completely to you. Have your way with, with us and in us. In your name, amen. Ever, you probably noticed our title for this morning, and you probably wonder why this devotional would be titled Ever. Well, the reason is that it's the first in a series called Ever, Only, and All. And if you remember, the last line of the hymn, Take My Life, is Take My Life and I will be ever, only, all for thee. But still, why would we choose such a title to talk about? Well, it's because we want to talk about consecration. And consecration is a basic foundation in the Christian's life, and it's something that is so important. So we want to focus on that over the next several mornings with you, and we want to talk about consecration of our bodies, our, our minds, our eyes, ears, hands, feet, all those things. But that's not the only thing that we need to consecrate. We also um, want to consecrate our choices, our motives, our thoughts, our decisions, everything that really defines us as a Christian. So the bottom line message is that God wants our hearts and that unless we are fully consecrated to him, we won't ever be able to stand. And we have to remember that we are never, we are capable of never standing on our own. It's only, we can only stand when we have Christ's life and power in our lives. Okay, so I just want to take a moment here to define the word ever. And we could say, probably it'd be fair to say, that ever means something like always or continuously or at all times, right? I mean, pretty much. Okay, so remember that, and we're going to take a look at um, some things just in a minute here. And we want to come back to those definitions to make sure that we're staying within the boundaries, okay? So if we, um, what if we tie those words into consecration? Always, at all times, continuously. Think about that. What does that look like? I just want to read some synonyms for you. I looked up in the thesaurus on ever. Consistently, constantly, continually, endlessly, eternally, everlastingly, forever, unendingly, unceasingly. Wow, tie those into consecration. I wonder what our lives would look like if we lived those words as consecrated lives. What would, what would our lives look like? Okay, so um, if you would like to, I invite you to turn your Bibles with me to 1 Peter 
Okay, it says, Who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Am I in the right thing? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm on First Peter 2. <laughs> okay. Um, 221, here we go. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. And now, turn to 1 John 2, 6, which isn't too far away. 1 John 2, 6, which reads, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Mm-hmm. What do we get out of those two verses? That Christ is our example, right? Mm-hmm. We're supposed to walk like Jesus walked. And now, I invite you to turn to John fifteen twelve. John fifteen twelve, which says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. So what we get out of these three verses is that we're supposed to be like Christ. He is our example. And that also, Christ never calls us to anything that he himself hasn't already given us an example in. For example, he doesn't call us to be overcomers. It's, but he does call us to be overcomers because he overcame. He says, fear not the world because I have overcome the world. See, so he, he tells us these things only because he himself first exemplifies them. So, um, if we, uh, if we want to dig deeper into, into consecrating our lives, we've got to take a look at God's ever, right? Because God is, God is the best definition for all things that pertain to him. So I have a few verses, so we're going to really be uh, jumping through the Bible here. That Take a look at God's ever. First off, I invite you to turn to Jeremiah 31.3. Jeremiah 31.3. All right. It says, the Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, yes, I have loved you with a what? Everlasting. Everlasting love. Check that out. God's love isn't for yesterday. It's for today. I mean, it is for yesterday, too. But it's for yesterday, today, tomorrow, next year. It's everlasting. That means it covers forever. How does that fit into our definition of ever? At all times, continuously? Wouldn't that fit? Mm-hmm. Okay, second turn to uh, Psalm 138.7. Psalm 138.7. All right, and th- I'm going to read it out of a little different um, translation here, so it may be a little different than what your Bible says. But it, the message of Psalm 138.7 is your right hand delivers me. How about that word delivers? Is it at all times, continuously? I think so. 
God is always delivering us. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, it doesn't matter when. Okay, how about Psalm 145, 13? It says, for your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. How about that? His kingdom will last forever in our hearts now, in heaven. It's always been here. It, his kingdom existed before huh, time, was. time was, yeah. <laughs> his kingdom is forever. Okay, now you're going to have to follow me on this one. Turn to Exodus 31.13. Exodus 31:13 Okay, it says speak also in the, to the children of Israel saying, surely my sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Now, how do we tie God's ever into that? Because it's a, it's a covenant that he has made between him and us to last how long? Forever. Mm-hmm. How does that fit into our definition of all times, at all times, and continuously? That fits, right? God's Sabbath is a covenant or a sign between him and us forever that he is the one that makes our lives holy. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Okay, now let's go back to Psalms. Psalms 86, 15. It says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy. Doesn't that fit our definition? Mm -hmm. You are a God. Yesterday, today, tomorrow, he is that. I really like that. Okay, moving on, we'll turn to uh, Psalm 139.7. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? In other words, God's saying here, you can't get away from my spirit. You can't get away from my presence. It's always there with you. It will always be with you. Even like, like the story of Jonah, he tried to run away from it. And where did he get? <laughs> Even closer. <laughs> That's the way God works. He's always with us always ready to, to deliver us and to um, fill us with his spirit. Okay, um, Psalms 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. 
I like that part how it says, he gives us grace and glory. It's not he gave us grace or he will give us grace. He gives us grace. And the thing with that is, whether you read this text, if you read this text a thousand years ago, or whether you read this text today, or if you read this text 2,000 years from now, it will still apply. He gives us grace and glory. Okay, and just two more here. Psalm 46, 1. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. That's comforting. That's one I think we need to remember more when we're in the face of trials. Because this is the same way. This text, it works today or in a thousand years or back a thousand years. He's always ready um, to deliver us from our time of trouble. All right. Last text here. Psalm 108, 13. Yeah, 108.13. It says, Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. I like that verse. And in another version, it says, we can win with God's help. Isn't that good? We can win. It's not a matter of, you know, we have to do something or not do something. It says with God's help we win. And that's the way it is. We can't do it ourselves. It's with his help we win. Always. Right? Mm -hmm. It fits our definition of at all times or continuously. He always is ready to help us win. So our God is committed to us forever. And every single moment from the time we were born all the way into eternity, he thinks of us and plans for us and cares for us and lives for us, basically. He pours himself out for us. He's always loved us. He always will. And he's ever attentive to us. He's ever attentive to our prayers, ever responsive to our hearts. Um, ever faithful to us, ever watching us. I think of the verse in Psalm 34, 15, where it says, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayers. So I think of, of a God who is ever watching us. His eyes never leave us. And it's not because he's just waiting to nab us for something we've done wrong. His eyes never leave us because he loves us so much. And he's so tuned into us that we have his full attention. You have his full attention as if you were the only person on the face of this planet. And I have his full attention as if I were the only one alive today. And so I think about how he looks at us and he can't take his eyes off of us. That's how much he cares. In fact, um, 2 Chronicles 16.9 says, the eyes of the, the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. Why? To show himself strong 
on behalf of those whose hearts are perfect toward him. So he looks at us because he loves us and what he waits for. And this is, we're talking about God's ever, what he's given for us. What he waits for is the moment when our eyes will meet his. And that is our ever to him. That is our response to his commitment. His commitment to us, that's how we respond, by turning our eyes to him and keeping them there. That's how we consecrate ourselves ever to him this morning. So let's focus a little bit more on our ever. I want to ask you a question this morning. What do you think would really happen to this place here this morning and today if all of our eyes were on Jesus Christ constantly? If we would never look away, if we would never step out of his presence, what do you think would happen? We would see some amazing transformation, wouldn't we? Because though we're Christians and though we're committed, and there's more. There's room for more commitment. Looking at him even more continually. Ever is a word that describes something so constant, so persistent, so steadfast, that nothing or no one can interrupt it. But what kind of interruptions do we live with? And really, why do we get interrupted? What's the bottom line? Really, we're the interruptions. We interrupt his grace from flowing through our lives. We're the interruptions. But we don't have to be if we consecrate our lives to him. So, ever is really... It means forever, and that is how committed God is to us, forever, from before we were born to forever and ever and ever. Um, he's that committed, but the question is, what is our level of commitment to him? Is it forever? That's what he's looking for. You see, it's, it's like every day is like this, this gift that he's handing to us. And he's a personal God. He personalizes the gift for each person here. But he, let, let's just take a moment to, to look at, um, as I said, he's a personal God. Let's look at what he gave. He, he would have given, okay, everything he gave, his life, which was a huge gift, he would have given everything he gave if you were the only one that ever lived, if I was the only one that ever lived. We know that, but we need to realize that in our Christianity, how personal he is. And he still would have given everything that he gave if our life was the short length of one day. Can you imagine that? He would have died for you to live one day. And even more, he would have given his life for you to have one choice. The opportunity to choose salvation, even for one choice he would have given his life. Talk about an eternal investment, a forever commitment. Wow. That is the kind of moment we're living right now. He, he poured out all of heaven for right now. The choices you're making right now this morning and the life that you're going to live today. He was always on your mind. And 
I mean, you, you were always on his mind, sorry. But is he on your mind this morning? How, would we, how do you think we would live differently if we really believed that Christ died so that we would be able to stand today? That's our theme, and, and to think of that, he died so that we can stand. He gave his life so that we can be strong. But that was his unselfish purpose, so that we can get up this morning and stand t- tall in the strength and hope of salvation. That was his purpose. And he wants to be the strength that holds us up today. But let's look at it practically. How do we harness the power? How do we spend this day, this gift we've been given? How do we spend it? Because really it's ours to spend however we choose to. But I can tell you that the giver of today wants us to spend it in his presence. Let's, let's open our Bibles. I want to read a text. Let's look at the example of Christ. Um, go to Mark. The book of Mark, chapter 1. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Okay, Mark 135. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. Now, why are we reading that verse this morning? It's because in this verse we see that Christ exemplified the secret to his strength, his victorious life. It's because he took opportunities with his father. He spent nights in prayer. He started every day with his father. And that's what he's calling us to do, to start our days with him. He didn't have an advantage over us. It's just that he took opportunities with his father. And we need to make sure that we're taking all those opportunities. Um, John 15, 4 says, abide with me. Uh, each morning, we, we have a choice. If we want to spend the day with Christ, then we need to start the day with him. Because we can't spend the day with him if we haven't started it with him. So personal devotion time is part of being ever in God's presence. And one time it was recently that I realized that personal devotion time is to our spirituality what the sunrise is to our world. I had never seen it that way before, but when I saw it, I was like, that is so real. That is so true. Because life can't exist without light, right? But neither can our spirituality, our our spiritual life, our faith, survive without the word, which is spiritual light. And when does the sun come up? Right away. It's first thing. A day wouldn't be a day without the sun. Our lives, we can't be a Christian without Christ, who is the sun. And that means we need to start the day in the word of God. We need to start the day with him. because that's when he can illuminate our hearts. That's when he can light up our lives. That's when we can be those radiant Christians, a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hid. It's when we've started the day with him. 
In John 8, 12, it says, I am the light of the world. And in 1 John 1, 5, it says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So when we spend time in, with him, it's guaranteed the darkness will be gone. The darkness will be dispelled. So let's make a commitment. Or maybe f some of you already have, have this commitment to spend time with him in the morning. Keep that commitment. Even increase your, your um your commitment, the time that you spend with him, because it really will change our lives. That's the key to living a, a strong Christian life. And then how do we stay in his presence? Because Christianity isn't just a once-a-day experience with God, is it? <laughs> it doesn't work to say, okay, I gave him my mornings, now I'm a Christian today. <laughs> we have to spend the whole day with him. And how do we do that? How do we look like Christ, because Christianity is constant Christ-likeness. That means we look like him. And the answer, the key we all know, is prayer. And it's so simple, and we hear about it so much that I'm afraid we almost get numb to it. We know, yeah, the Christian needs to pray. But what about it? What about our prayer life? Are we really praying? Do we just talk about it, or do we really do it? Is it vibrant? Is it alive? Is it earnest? Is it real? Or is it just, has it become a kind of a ordinary, regular, systematic thing in our lives? Yeah, the Christian equals prayer. That's just how it goes. Is it real? And is it constant? Do we turn to him as naturally as the flower turns to the sun? It's interesting when we look, since we're focusing on the armor of God in Ephesians 6, um, verse 18, the description of the armor of God is ended with, with the verse, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. That's an important part of putting on his armor. So let's not um, just let ourselves be lukewarm Christians that think prayer is a nice idea. Let's really engage ourselves. Let's invest ourselves in Christianity. Let's spend our days in his presence by praying and, and just asking ourselves. A good thought question to ask ourselves is, do our thoughts orbit around self or do they orbit around God? That's an important question. And really, prayer is just another way of saying God-centered thoughts. So I would just challenge all of us to um, commit our lives to him. And, and I really love what First Thessalonians 5.17, the way that it paints prayer. It just says it simply and to the point. It just says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Let's not forget that, that verse today. So ever devoted ever prayerful. That's our response to our committed God. To be forever faithful, forever his, and forever begins today. We consecrate ourselves to God forever by consecrating ourselves to him just one day at a time. Just one day at a time. So just for today, can we consecrate ourselves ever to him? And when we do that, 
There's a, there's a quote that I really love where Ellen White says how when we consecrate ourselves ever only all to God, the inexhaustible supplies of heaven are ours. So all of God's grace, all of Christ's power, the Spirit's highest energies, the limitless supplies of heaven are ours. And we are enabled to do deeds of omnipotence. That means things only God can do. And that's because we're his and he's in our hearts. That's the effect of consecration in our lives. That's what happens when we commit ourselves to be forever his. And when we do that, each day that we consecrate ourselves to him, he has more to give us and we have more to give him. Because every day that we consecrate ourselves, he, the supplies of heaven, remember, they're exhaustless. They're limitless. He has more to give us every day. And every day we have more to consecrate because surrender is ongoing. Mm-hmm. Surrender, I have more to surrender today than I did yesterday because he gives me more because I've spent time with him. And it's, it's this cycle. He has more to give me. I have more to give him. And... The word ever, it's, it means continually and increasingly. So our experience with Christ will only deepen and sweeten and gain momentum, really, throughout the ceaseless ages of eternity, forever. This morning, this very moment, is a piece of forever. I like to think of it that way, that right now is just a little piece of forever. And so right now we can choose to yield our hearts and our lives to the king of love. The the moment that he's waiting for, for our eyes to turn toward him, we as a group this morning can all turn our eyes in one direction. And imagine the joy in his heart, what he has lived for, for an eternity. We can do this morning. And that gladdens his heart like nothing else can. Because we're already, we already belong to him. He created us, so we're his. He redeemed us, we're his. But nothing makes him happier than when we choose to be his and when we tell him that that's the desire of our hearts. So this morning, it's our prayer that we as a group, and this, throughout this conference, that we as a group of Christians can come together and turn our eyes to him in response to his commitment to us. And... So we just want to take a few moments in prayer this morning as we close to turn our eyes to heaven, to invite him to take over our hearts and this conference, Mm -hmm. and to really um, help us to learn how to give ourselves fully to him, how to consecrate ourselves, because it's only through consecration that we'll be able to stand 
in the end. So let's pray together. Um, I invite you to kneel, and the four of us will, will pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for a new day that you've given us to consecrate our hearts to you, and that's just what we want to do this morning. <clears throat> we want to give you everything that we have and everything that we are, and we just ask that you would fill us with your spirit and help us to really embrace the power that you want to give us and help us to stand strong today to reflect you more perfectly and help us to um, not just consecrate our lives to you right now, but help, the, help us to keep them consecrated to you throughout the day so that we can be victorious in you. Heavenly Father, we just ask that as we dig deeper into your ever, that our response would be to give are ever. Lord, we give our hearts to you. We ask that you'll come into our lives today and that you will help us to be overcomers, that we will stand firm, that we will claim your promises, and that our lives would begin to take shape after yours. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to join together as a group and to consecrate ourselves to you during this devotional. We pray that you will take our lives and that you will fill us with yourself, that we will realize more fully the limitless gifts of heaven, and that we will keep our eyes on you that you will continue to show us more of your glory so that we can reflect it more fully. Please take our hearts and lives this morning and help us to, to live fully consecrated today. Oh Lord, you are beautiful. And it's our prayer this morning that we will look like you. Um, please pattern our lives after yours and help us to be committed to you, not just for today, for tomorrow, but for a lifetime. Help us to spend our mornings with you, to spend our days with you, to pray like we've never prayed before and let your light flow through our lives. Lord, thank you for loving us with such amazing love. We cannot fathom it. And we're thanking you for that today, and we just pray that we will love others as you've loved us. Lord, keep us ever in your presence. In your name, amen. <clears throat> 